Blog Talk Radio. Neither aiming at originality of principle or sentiment, nor yet copied from any particular previous writing, it was intended to be an expression of the American mind and to give to that expression the proper tone and spirit called for the occasion. in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. Every post and every day rolls in upon us independence like a torrent. Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, that all men, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms. As to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for life and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient suffering of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. 
for the representative of the United States of America. In general, Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly published and declared that these United Colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown. And that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved. And as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Why so large, Mr. Hancock? So that Fat George can read it all the way from London without using his spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, we light a great torch of freedom. Huzzah! I am an American. I, 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 we are American. Our citizenship in the United States is our national character. Our citizenship in any particular state is only our local distinction. By the latter, we are known at home. By the former, to the world. Our great title is America. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to tonight's show. This is Cool Mike in for C. Robert Jones. Sorry about yesterday for those who are here. I uh, could not get to a computer. I uh, made an error regarding scheduling. That is the programming note. Also, tomorrow there will not be a show. Tomorrow I am. Um, I will not be doing a C. Joe show for C. Robert Jones. However, I will with the uh, GGT tomorrow. Um, at 11.30. Today's date is Thursday, March 29th. This would be my father's birthday. So, happy birthday to my dad. What else has happened today? March 29th, 1951. In New York, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are convicted of conspiracy to commit espionage for passing nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union. They die in the electric chair two years later, the first American civilians to be executed for espionage. 1971, Army Lieutenant William Calley, Jr. is convicted of murdering Vietnamese civilians in the My Lai Massacre during the Vietnam War. Correspondent Morgan Beatty. The charges, at least 22 unarmed and unresisting South Vietnamese men, women, and children were slain at My Lai in 1968. Cali ends up serving three and a half years under house arrest at his quarters at Fort Benning, Georgia. 1973, 
The last U.S. combat troops leave South Vietnam, ending America's direct military role in the Vietnam War. Two years later, South Vietnam, including its capital, Saigon, falls to North Vietnamese forces. In 2005, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Attorney Johnny Cochran dies in Los Angeles at age 67. Cochran was best known for his successful and controversial defense of O.J. Simpson during his murder trial. Today in History, March 29th, Sandy Kozell, The Associated Press. Well, that's Today in History. Tonight's show, be right, R-I-L-G-H-T. The R stands for the right, and the L stands for the left, but black. So be right, black. Ever notice how, well, the, the clips will speak for themselves, but I always like how uh, our so-called black leaders, Jackson Farrakhan, Maxine Waters, all of them like to talk about light-skinned blacks as being white because they're conservatives. I didn't really notice any difference. But do you know who the Reverend Jesse Jackson is? Do you know who Congresswoman Maxine Waters is? Do you know who Al Sharpton is? Do you know who the black, the new Black Panther movement, I guess I have to do that backwards, but the black new Black Panthers are? Do you know who Sheila Jackson Lee is? Do you know if they play lacrosse at Duke University? Do you know if any of the above belong to the Duke athletic boosters? Be Right Black is all about the leaders of the black community it's not those who lead the black community. It's about those who are leaders. It's about those who lead by example, not those who claim to be leaders. It's about those who lead by example. What are the so-called leaders of the black communities when, where are they? when the rights of all Americans are being stolen by their black president. Why have we not heard anything from these so-called people? Why? I mean, you don't hear personal Obama or you don't hear anyone criticizing the president. Does any one of these people have the right to determine exactly what happiness is? Does one have to allow these black leaders to determine one's happiness? Remember that. Does one have, not have, H-A-V-E, to allow? I mean, is it Jesse Jackson who's going to determine your happiness? Tonight, we hear from leaders of the black community who lead by example. Why is it so many of the so-called black community leaders they don't talk about the revolutionary blacks, the blacks who are doing amazing things, building amazing things, leading amazing companies. Instead, it's Rodney King, Tawana Brawley, uh, Javon Martin, Trevon Martin, it, it, like it, man, blah, 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 blah. Why does the media only tell you about the haters? And why do they hate those who are black who don't hate. Well, tonight, listen up. 
we're going to hear all kinds of all kinds from all kinds, and we'll let you determine the black community. We'll be right black. All right. Here's Julia Hare. Um, well, wait a minute. First, we're going to hear Representative Tim Scott. Much. I tell you, I guess I've had the opportunity to experience it from both sides, and one of the things that I had to be taught was that I was not a lost child needing some help from some very liberal, well-meaning, well-intentioned, big government coming to solve my problems. Growing up in a in a single-parent household, living in abject poverty, and having the opportunity to successfully flunk out of high school in the ninth grade really helped me reach my conclusion that the more government came to help me, the less individually responsible I was going to be for myself. And so time and time again, my mama kept telling me this lesson that, boy, I brought you in the world, I might have to take you out. (laughs) So if you continue your behavior in the same direction you're going in today, the people that you think are here to help you are going to be the ones that are criminalizing you and putting you in jail because of your efforts and your activities on your own behalf. So the only person that you can blame is the one in the mirror. Unfortunately, when you listen to big government, what big government says is someone else caused your situation to happen. And you are not responsible for where you are. The fact that your dad was gone gives you the reason why we have to treat you for the psychological deficiencies that you currently have. Unfortunately, when you arrive at the Charleston County Jail where I live, Mm -hmm. they may give you some psychological assistance, (laughs) but it will be from the guy sitting next to you in the bed. And so the challenge we have today is a reality that the more government comes to rescue, the fewer people actually escape that place. And so how do we, how do we overcome that? And it's a simple formula. And realizing that the most successful businesses in the world today never ask the question, who's going to be in the White House and can I succeed? Right. They only want to know the state of the game. Right. They, only, they only want to know the rules of the game, the rules of the field, and they will play consistent with those rules. So the great challenge that we have is the challenge of selling and marketing the truth to people who are desperately seeking the truth. But in the absence of truth, in the absence of good salespeople, what they'll do is they'll drink anything, sand, dirt, and not water. And so what I think we have to do in order to address the the misconception that somehow government comes to rescue you is to tell our own stories. America's success is a story of struggle and then triumph, tragedy and more triumph. The only way you get something for nothing is from the government, and the only way that actually works out for you is when you realize that the nothing you're, the something you're getting for nothing is an absolute chain around your wrist that leads you in the direction that they want you to go. So it's really not something for nothing. It's something for the incredibly high price of your freedom. And, and that great challenge that we have to overcome is a challenge that has been mixed in this stew for so long that it is now inseparable for so many people in their conscience. I can't separate how I can be successful without the government. Right, right. We think the guy at the White House is going to solve our problems. I don't care whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. At the end of the day, I'm going to succeed because I've been given the inalienable right. So I was given the great birthright of being an American. Right. And so if we don't start having a conversation about the underlying issues, uh, it doesn't matter what the political consequences, right. the political reality is that we're in. Well, I appreciate Yeah, a nice piece right there. Tim Scott telling it like it is. Of course, he's been uh, labeled. <laughs> All right, well, here's a story I don't know if many people have heard about in the news. Hmm. 
Ginger, it's a case that's received national attention. A white teen nearly beat to death after walking with his African-American girlfriend. Today, two of the three suspects charged with the beating facing a judge. Channel 7's Laura Gray was in court. She has the story tonight. 18-year-old Dante Lee looks stunned as the judge hands down his sentence. With regard to Mr. Lee, the sentence of the court is a determinate sentence of six years, followed by two and a half years of post-release supervision. Mutual offender status is for mistakes. This was not a mistake. Mutual offender status is denied. Lee's brother, 16-year-old Antoine Blackman, receives the same sentence for admitting to his role in the gang assault of 19-year-old Brian Milligan. I thought they were going to get like three. They got six, and that's, that's good. Milligan was punched, kicked, and hit with concrete after walking his girlfriend to her Buffalo home last August. He suffered a broken jaw, broken teeth, and a serious head injury. Milligan's mother still believes Brian was targeted because of his interracial relationship with girlfriend Nicola Fletcher. I'm glad they got what they did, and it actually was more than what we thought. But to me, I really still do think the hate crime part is in there, but there isn't anything we'll be able to do about that. The teen brothers tried to put the brunt of the blame on a 12-year-old cousin. Liam Blackman claimed their cousin encouraged them to retaliate against Milligan for messing with him earlier. Milligan says he didn't know the attackers and was returning to his grandmother's house to help her following heart surgery. Ruth Farr says that she didn't know the extent of Milligan's injuries until she found him in his bed. He could have died in bed that night. And when I turned him over in bed, there was blood all over. He could have died on me. Can you imagine how I would have felt the rest of my life? Milligan still suffers from memory loss today. The 12-year-old suspect does have youthful offender status, and his case is being handled in family court. We're live in the newsroom, Laura Gray, Channel 7, Eyewitness News. Mm, doesn't seem like that case getting a lot of attention. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Me, me, me. Leaders of the black community, do they really lead? They, do they lead by example? I mean, help me here. All right, let's take another listen here. I have, uh, I love this clip because here's somebody who actually tells it like it is. Here's somebody who doesn't mix words and, uh, for the most part, um, this is pretty accurate. Dr. Julia Hare, the state of the black community. On a serious note, to the extent that black relationships have survived as they have, what say you about that 400 years later? It is amazing that uh, black relationships have lasted for 400 years. They lasted this morning. They're also going to last tonight, and you may not even know the person to whom you're going to have the relationship with. But they do tend to go over. Relationships do go over like that. And as we move into what has happened to this, I know that our relationships sometimes really reach a low ebb. That's one of the reasons why we wrote the book, How to Find and Keep a BMW, a Black Man Working. That was spelled out in there. This is very serious. Because relationships, our relationships didn't start yesterday or last week. It also started 400 years ago when those 19 persons were here. And I want you to remember something very important that one of our, by any means necessary, 
power brokers told us, and that was Malcolm X. He said, if we can only remember that you didn't land at Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on you. And it's very essential that we kind of keep this in place. And knowing that these are the things that happen, then we have to move more to change it. See, we have a system that would not like to see black males and black females together. They would not like to see that happening at all. Because once we come together, they understand the power of the strength of the black woman, the queen of the universe. They know that, her strength. They also know. They also know the power of the black male, the warrior, if you would turn him loose, who will protect also his family and things that need to be done. And because they understand that if our relationships are together, then they will lose, but if our relationships are torn up, then we can forever be treated in certain ways by the oppressors. That's why they gave us something called integration, which is nothing but the illusion of inclusion. They gave us this. gave the statement. And when they gave that statement, it meant that they could go right into your homes. They went into the black homes now, the powers that be, and told us that you cannot discipline your children anymore. And if you discipline your children, you were going to jail. It's this kind of thing they told us. Now, this is amazing that, you know, the black uh, parents who in Africa, that was out of the question. Some social worker come in there saying you can't discipline your children, the social worker would disappear. As you all know, this kind of thing would go on. You would be sitting in a place like this and all you had to do was act up and do something wrong and all your mother had to do was to glance in your direction. Y'all remember that? And you remember that the glance meant don't let me have to get up and come over there. And every once in a while in the black family there was a fool who would challenge the glance. If you could get home over the foot, over the ironing cart, over whatever, you were sent to the backyard to get something off the peach tree. And if you brought something in that was too short, God forbid that you would do something like that. But then it got so terrible in frightening us. This is why we got to take this back. And this is the best part of our action plan is to reclaim the minds of our children because then they went into the public schools and took discipline out of there. So when we acted up in there, they put our boys, our black men, into something called special ed classes. Special ed classes are nothing but holding cells until they can go to the state prison. But this is what they did. And then, the one thing that they knew that if we can put them in prison, if we can have them convicted for a felony, then once they get out of prison, they cannot get a job because of that. They cannot get the job. And then if they happen to eke out and find a job, then they have to pay taxes on a job, yet they cannot vote. And I call that. I call that taxation without representation. That's what we're looking at. 
And if one of the things that we would learn to do, they did a grand thing when they took that discipline away from us, because when they made our parents afraid to discipline the children, then what happened? We found out that the teachers were afraid of the principals, the principals were scared of the superintendents, superintendent was scared of the school board, school board was scared of the parents, parents were scared of the children, and the children ain't scared of nobody. the reason why we're so pleased to have the covenant, it makes all of this type of foolishness stop. It's going on under Angela Glover in San Francisco. It's all over the country. And they're all saying, we finally have a movement where we can take back over the minds of our children. And the first thing we got to take over, the covenant taught us that we do not have to have black leaders anymore. It told us because everyone in this room is empowered to be a black leader. These people that you're calling black leaders are not what they used to be with Marcus Garvey's day. They're not what they used to be back in the days of W.E.B. Du Bois or Martin Luther King. Those were the people that got us together and planted a strategy and we're not looking for fame. But today's black leaders, I'm afraid, have become leading blacks. And don't ever confuse leading blacks with black leaders. you don't confuse them. Black leaders are chosen by you. They're chosen by the people they're going to lead. They're chosen by us. But let me tell you about the leading black. The leading blacks are chosen by the media. Leading blacks, leading blacks are chosen by ABC, all broadcasting Caucasians. Should I stop her or let her go? Now, this is the last one. This is blasphemy. Leading blacks are also chosen by NBC. Nothing broadcasting but Caucasian. And the rest is chosen by CBS the Caucasian Broadcasting System. And when you allow, when you allow leaders to be chosen by the media that's owned by the corporations, 
When you get ready to change your lives, when you get ready to demonstrate, when you get ready to march, when you get ready to come to the covenant, when you get ready to endorse and make a, a terrorist one of our next elected officials, well, what happens? the time to carefully watch and see what the leading blacks are doing, because that's when the leading blacks sneak into the door to the corporations, and they will tell the corporations, oh, we know how to go and put them down. We know how to get you some real affirmative action Negroes to come in here and work. We know how to do that. But at the end of the day, the leading blacks lead the corporations, and the leading blacks have gotten paid while we have gotten played. the little pep rally, but very well put in some ways. I mean, we follow the media. Nobody questions whether they're right or wrong, uh, especially with this local, uh, the newest, Trayvon Martin, just off and running before the facts are even in. Uh, hmm. Alan West doesn't seem to have those problems. J.C. Watt doesn't seem to have those problems. Louis Farrakhan thinks your puppet. Get a book, man. Reading. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I guess I'm not going to upload that. Anyway, that's uh, for another time. <laughs> Minister Farrakhan. Let me. Question. I have a question for Minister Farrakhan. And it's, it's a very serious question. I heard what you said, and I understand what you're saying. But what you gave is, you just gave reasons why to the average person that might be listening out there, and really I tell you, we're operating on the fear right now. And the average person will now say, Minister Farrakhan said this, so I might not need to move. I might not need to do anything in terms of our gender and our people. To uh -oh. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Let me, they, it can be said that that's why we don't need to do anything. Right. But you got millions of families, black families in America, black babies, uh, black men, black women, who are suffering. Who speaks for them? Nobody, nobody in America right now speaks for black people, whether they're elected, anointed, or appointed. Whenever they mention black people, they say minority. Or they said women, Hispanic, black people. The Latino community, Hispanic is really, first of all, not a race, it's a culture. Mm -hmm. And so they come together around common calls to get something. We work with Latino. We didn't work with Hispanic. We work with the Latino, which is a whole different thing. So you have Gutierrez who have no problems talking about the Latino community. You have your white tea parties. You have Lepisca, all the rest of them talking about the white community. You have labor, and I know a lot of folks with labor in here, pushing bills, but at the same time they won't allow black folks to get in the unions. You have them saying, bring us the shovel-ready project, and you drive down to Dan Ryan or drive down 47th Street or 55th Street, don't see no black folks working. 
so we have to. And, and, and I guess I'm just free. I'm, you know, Dr. King gave his life. Dr. King said, if you're not ready to die, don't go to war. Say that again. If you're not ready to die, don't go to war. Wear your cemetery suit because there's going to be some casualties. Not that I want our president. I'm saying that in our community right now, there is no other community in this country that's suffering more than us. You said America's coming to its end, and I'm going to end this sad, but I want to tell him. I'm going to jump but in. Yeah. I'm going to say, but, but with, with us, those of us who are descendants of enslaved Africans in America, we have no currency in no country. We have a continent, but we have no currency in country, which means that we have a right to the resources because of all the things that you said we've done. So that's my concern right now. Let me now. jump in. Let me, let me jump in. Hey, I, I, I'm going to let you respond. I, 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 but you let understand me, what I'm I got saying? It. I, I, I got what you're saying, number one. Number two, I'm going to turn that into a very short question for the brother minister to hone in on the point okay. you're making. Before I do that, um, on the stage to my right, the platform to my right, where you saw Father Flager give the invocation and Dr. Watson welcome us uh, in two minutes uh, because we're going to lose C-SPAN in an hour and I promise the last hour would go to you to ask questions. Don't all jump at once, but if you want to move toward my right, there's a line, there are our, 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 uh, our guides and the helpers over, over here to my right will line you up they're already lined up good. So if you want to get in line for a question, we got an hour uh, for Q&A with the audience. You're going to have 30 seconds to make your statement or ask your question, and you will be cut off at 30 seconds, whether you are done or not. And we're going to do that. We're going to cut you off in love, but you will be cut off. But the line is starting to my right, and we're going there literally in two minutes after Minister Farrakhan addresses this question posed by our dear sister Dorothy, which is, and I, we all know what you meant. I, I, I know what you meant. But her question, but, but her question basically is, we don't want... We, we don't want folks to be to think that you are suggesting that to have critical dialogue, critique of the president when he's wrong, is going to aid and abet those who want to assassinate him. No, he, he, no, he heard my question. Yeah, he got it. He got it. I, I, but it was more than that. You heard all of it, right? We got it. Very loud and very clear. And I would just answer like this. Sure. The Bible says the fearful and the unbelieving will have their part in a lake that burns with fire. Any of us in this audience that are afraid, the fear that you have has already limited your ability to participate right. in a black agenda. So fear is what the enemy ruled us with. Come on, come on, minister. And fear is what he put into our mother's so that we could drink the milk of fear from our mother's breast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to inspire anyone to be afraid. I'm inspiring you to be critical in that principle of love. But as I said that, I'm warning our enemies and his enemy. Don't play with what we did here today and make mockery of sincere exhortation of our president. We got it. That's all I'm saying. And I'm also warning to keep your hands off of him. And to the government of the United States, do your best to protect him. You slipped up 
and let people walk in to a dinner that they had no business being in. Your security is not what it should be. So tighten it up. And the church said, all right. Well, well, well. Got a war going on out in the real world. Got a war going on in the chat room. Got a war going on according to Louis Farrakhan. I love playing these clips because it basically, uh, these are all people that tell other blacks, follow me, follow me. They don't say lead by example. They don't say lead on your own. It's always follow me, follow me, follow me. Hmm. What's wrong with following your own shadow? What's wrong with following your own direction? What does it mean to be an American nowadays? Oh, Anyway, we're going to take a little break, a song I picked out just for, no, I can't say it, but anyway, <laughs> all righty, this song goes out to Debbie, Jermaine and I's former co-host, we'll be right back.
Conservative Hour. Be our light black. Because it's always the light-skinned ones that takes... They're called white by Maxine Waters. <laughs> by Jesse Jackson. Louis Farrakhan. Malcolm X, feel free to call. I don't know if you know how to dial the phone, but if you do, <laughs> we will not be cutting anybody off. Oh, boy. These are the topics to which those who have no backbone dare not call, of course. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Glad you could join us. This is Cool Mike. I am in for C. Robert Jones. He is on vacation. Programming note, there is no show tomorrow for the C. Robert Jones Report, so join us at 1130. Everybody is more than welcome to come. That will be GGT, myself. Uh, Sarge, if he's not too burned out from um, Ben Solomon's show, um, co-hosting with Robert. Anyway, um, so everybody is all welcome to come. Malcolm, you're even invited to come. All righty, first of all, 2020 Radio Network, welcome. African Educational Network. Glad you're here. Black-owned. Clay, where the heck have you been, you dirty dog? Jermaine, GGT, who has the best weekly show on Blog Talk Radio, guest 7715 and 817-8367-8674 uh, and 8869. Welcome. Glad you were here. Jameson Joseph, Liberty. Malcolm, you've made your presence very well known tonight. Welcome, everybody, to the chat room. <laughs> My cousin, who you sending private messages to us, Malcolm? And, of course, Mr. Vandergast, the voice of BTR. What a great voice. Anyway, he hasn't called our show in a while either, Jermaine. But anyway, getting back to the show, speaking of the show. All right. Exterminate. You know, <laughs> sometimes people have messages. and Sometimes your message gets a, comes across better if you're not swearing or just making crazy remarks. Stop financing terrorism. Join Terror Free Energy Coalition. Visit www.terrorfreeoil.org. And they're monitoring our people to try to prevent the one person from coming up with the one idea. And the one idea is how we are going to exterminate white people because that, in my estimation, is the only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off of the face of the planet to solve this problem. Now, last night we brought you the story of former North Carolina State University professor Kamau Kambin, who made those comments at a forum on media coverage of Hurricane Katrina last year. It has caused so much outrage that we would thought we'd try and bring you a closer look tonight. Joining us now from the new Black Panther Party is Minister Hashim Nzinga is with us. Uh, you going to support this? I'm going to say this. It's a shame that you go back to 2005 and pull up our professor and these words and then bring on the grandson of slaves and ask me, am I going to support this? Are you? I feel that you should have played 
that this man was a professor at two colleges in 1999. He's got a citizen of the year. I don't award. want his resume. I don't care about his resume. I, he just talked about exterminating. The only conclusion I can draw is that we need to exterminate white people. I ask well, you a, I ask you a simple yes or no question. Do you support this garbage? Yes well, or no? Well, here I am on, on your show right now. You set me up for extermination. You always bring us on for the FBI profile for later. We can be exterminated. White people set people Mr. up for extermination and carry it out. Mr. Nzinga, this is a very simple question. I'm sure you can understand. No, do it's not support, a simple question. We've got to ask ourselves, Here's the why question. would a professor at North Carolina State, why would a man who delivers his you own children, why? why would a man that's married to <laughs> the president of black psychologists, Come out and make a statement like this against you. Gonna, you got to ask yourself this right, question. Well, you got to ask yourself seriously: Why would now a professor if, use this language? Yeah, well, you, well, why we why we ponder the the uh, intellectual curiosity of the professor? I have a very simple question for you, and I'd like an answer. Our audience would like an answer. He's talking about exterminating. That means murdering and killing white okay, people. Okay, we would like an answer you from your audience. Them? Why did the young man get shot 50 times and exterminated in New York and attorney Malik Shabazz and the New Black Panther Party had to go I to New York suppose. on Sunday to do rallies in the streets? I, I mean, in Atlanta, right. an 88-year-old sister and queen of ours have been killed. I know. We're not talking about that today. Look, I can only suppose We're talking about extermination answer, of I can people. only suppose that you, by your inability to even take as, as simple and basic a stand, that extermination, talking about racial extermination being wrong, is that you support him. So the real question we got our audience has to ask is, it's kind of scary. No, what we got to ask these is, really twisted what your, views what you your do. audience has so to you're ask, talking about the white audience has to ask, people. And what, what makes a professor what talk do you think? like this what do you before think the makes world? Him do that? What do you think it, does? What makes him do this? What because makes him talk study, about exterminating white people? When you study the British, they tried to exterminate every black person on earth. So that this they, is payback. When you study that wrong, if that when you was, study was that Hitler, wrong? Hitler tried to exterminate people. Wait a when you was go to the wrong? people who really has carried these duties out, it's always it's, a person it, it, of your color. Of, yeah, you're having a hard time having a conversation here. You're I'm not, not having it, a hard no, time. No, this is very simple. If, if we're talking about white people go around the world exterminating people, black people just talk about it. If, if, That's what if, we're talking if, about. If extermination is wrong. Then when we have people talk well, about it, well, why don't you denounce it? Why don't you denounce Sean Bell's killing? I'll do it. Extermination, extermination is wrong. It's morally wrong. What this professor said is morally wrong. Will you say the same thing? I won't say it. I will study it. And I will come to the conclusion that after he study you, uh, exterminate and help and exterminate you people exterminate all over the world. Hold on, Mr. Nzinga. I, I, even I don't want to exterminate Hannity. But let me ask you this. Uh, you know he's no longer a professor in the first place. He's not teaching anymore there. Thank he's God. a former professor. And you got to wonder why he's a former professor there, not a current professor. Since you refuse to answer Sean's question, a very simple question, do you agree with what he said? You've refused to repudiate it. What do you? Th what would you like to see, Mr. Nzinga? Well, let me let me finish the question. Happen to white people? You want them exterminated well, or not? What, you, what is your view? I have to say what Malcolm X said. You can't put a man on a stove or an oven and then get mad at what he says. You are, white people always put black people on the hot seat, then get mad at their uh, comments. This man is a professor. This man has studied the world. There's nothing to do with what he again. said. Evidently, he's finding across the world yeah. that white people, everywhere they show up, they're exterminating the people there. 
and dominant everywhere Isn't they go. Isn't this kind of language when you talk about exterminating any particular race, no matter who says it, no matter what you have on no, your I'm resume? No, I'm talking about history and who's really doing right, exterminate. That's why right now the new Black Panther Party all over the country is in the streets because black men are being shot down by police that's departments and That's a red herring. We're not that's talking about that. We're not denying that that's the case. Are y'all fighting now to get Sean Bell killed? You keep Are you fighting now against the 88-year grandmother of ours right. that was killed in Atlanta? Mr. The 14 Nzinga. people in my county, DeKalb County, right. being shot down by police. We're no being exterminated. This is just talk right. he's doing. But your government is supporting your extermination of the black race. Are you a United States citizen? Sir? Are you, in the, are, you, are you a United States citizen? Yes, I am. So it's your government, too, whether you like no, it or not. It's not my government because I can't control the government of the United States. Nobody can control George right. Bush. All right, you're way off topic here. It's a very simple premise that we brought you on to discuss. Well, you bring me on to set us yeah. up for something later. Well, you didn't have to come on, sir. You agreed well, to our invitation come to come on to talk, on to talk, to talk my about people. this. My people need to worry yeah. about being exterminated because that's a reality right, in the you, black America. You knew why black you were coming America on our show. Black America being exterminated is a reality. You're coming on with what your you're agenda. doing is sensationalism, but we're right. going to funerals. Sir, you had an opportunity to come on the show to address this. It was a very simple issue. You're coming on with your own agenda. If you didn't feel that you were going to get a proper hearing... You're bringing me you, on with your you agenda, and I'm uh -huh. coming on to support the sal right. salvation and leadership right. of uh, Malik Dulu-Shabazz. And we're right now trying to keep right, black people all agenda, around sir. the country from nothing, being exterminated by about. your police department and you talk about and army extermination and of any race, what? that's bigotry. We, we got pure, it. simple bigotry. Stop financing terrorism. Join Terror Free Energy Coalition. Visit www financing terrorism very good thank you <laughs> oh boy never never an end is there just never ever ever tonight i don't know what's following this show uh but andrew shaking has her show of course gct and i at 11:30. the best show with our special guest <laughs> no i'm not gonna say it uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever an end, is there? Oh, my God. What does it mean to be an American? I don't really have enough time to play that piece, but gosh, I love that. It's like my new favorite piece. Hmm. Wait a minute. I'm trying to play something. Hi, we're Well, not quite conservative prime time. This is the C. Robert Jordan's conservative report, but <laughs> that's for Jermaine. Um, why is it that Sheila Jackson Lee, Maxine Waters, um, I mean, they have votes in the Congress. Why is it they're voting to take away rights from all Americans? Imagine if your family was awakened in the middle of the night by a team of federal officers. Well, that's exactly what happened to a woman and her children in Granville County. Amanda Lamb is in the newsroom joining us now. And Amanda, we understand that because this case falls under the Patriot Act, a lot of the usual rights for defendants not available here. That's right, David. The Patriot Act was created after 9-11. It allows federal agents to investigate suspected cases of terrorism swiftly in order to better protect our country. But one Granville County mother says it gives the federal government too much leeway. Her son was taken into federal custody two months ago. She can't get him out, and she can't get any answers. 16-year-old Ashton Lundeby's bedroom is nothing if not patriotic. 
American flags everywhere. But according to the United States government, this 10th grader who has never been in trouble with the law before is now a suspected terrorist. I was terrified. There were guns, and I don't like guns around my children. I don't believe in guns. On March 5th, around 10 o'clock in the evening, Annette Lundeby says 10 armed FBI agents, along with three local officers, stormed her home looking for her son. They handcuffed him and presented her with a search warrant. They said that he was being arrested for um, making numerous bomb threats. Annette Lundeby told the officers that someone stole her son's IP address and used it to make crank calls through the Internet, making it look like the calls had originated from her home. She says the FBI's extensive search of her home turned up nothing. No bomb-making materials, not even a blasting cap, not even a wire, not even... I mean, I don't even know how to make bombs, but they didn't find anything. The teenager was taken to a juvenile facility in Indiana. The bomb threat was supposedly made. His mother has had little access to him since his arrest. She says the Patriot Act stripped her son of his right to due process. And we have no right under the Patriot Act to even defend them because the Patriot Act supersedes, basically, is superseding the Constitution. There's nothing a matter of public record. All those normal rights are just suspended in the air. Dan Boyce is a former U.S. attorney. It's a new law, and I'm sure there were very, very good intentions. But Boyce believes the Patriot Act has gone too far in some cases, and Ashton Lundeby's may just be one of them. It very well could be a case of overreaction where uh, an agent leapt to certain conclusions or has made certain assumptions about this individual and about how serious the threat really is. Because there is a gag order in the case, the U.S. attorney in Indiana told us he could not comment, nor could the FBI. The North Carolina Highway Patrol did confirm they assisted the FBI with its operation at the Lundeby home on March 5th. Never in my worst nightmare did I ever think that it would, have, it would be my own government that I would have to protect my children from. This is, this is the United States, and I feel like I live in a third well, world country States. now. Lundeby says this type of case is not what the Patriot Act was intended for. Voice agrees. It was to protect the public, but what, what we need to do is make sure there are checks and balances to make sure those new laws are not abused. Know that they can come and take anyone in your family away, even your children. And they don't have to be guilty. Lundeby says her son is scheduled to have a hearing at the end of May, but she is not hopeful it will happen because the date has already been moved multiple times. And we will continue to follow this story. David. Randall thank you. Yeah, well, that's what happens most of the time. So why are not these leaders concerned about that? Why are the leaders of the black community not cons uh, concerned about that? We never, ever, 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 ever hear these people that I described, which we will say on the left, or those so-called black leaders talk about the constitutional rights being stolen from all of us citizens. But if blacks are supposedly weak, then what about now when they have no protection? On behalf of C. Robert Jones... <laughs> GGT, Liberty Sun, 
You've been listening to the Cool Mike and Malcolm X Show for the C. Robert Jones Report. We'll see you at 1130, everybody. Sometimes the feeling is right. You fall in love for the first time. beat and kisses so sweet. Summertime love in the moonlight. I feel like.